Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, and my colleague here to my side, my good buddy and friend, a one, Mr. Brian E. Roach. And Brian, uh, what's going on, man? Uh, it's been about a week since we've done a show, and it's been since the draft since we've heard from you. How's it hanging? Um, I feel like I should just be going, I require mass quantities. I require mass quantities. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm taking this off. It's making my head sweat. Oh, I uh, can imagine. You probably have like um, a pretty solid weather, man. It's finally turning for the better. I, I call this a uh, higher electric bill weather <laughs> right around the corner here. It used to be that I put in new air conditioning last year, and now it's not so bad. Well, it doesn't quite. I, I'm a, I'm a condo dweller, so I have to deal I with know. everybody else affects me, and they they took my tree, man. I don't know if I I probably didn't bitch about this enough on a podcast last summer. They took my tree. It's very bright. It's very bright here in the studio setting, but I had a tree outside the window. You might hear the birds chirping right now or whatever. It's a lovely day. It's a very lovely day, but. Uh, they took my tree, man. The shade, it, it, like the wind. Now, now, like I got like these fancy things. It's like you know, I got this like sign. It's right by my grill, and it says, "Welcome to our backyard bar, proudly serving whatever you bring." <laughs> and the there thing, you go. And it falls all the time now. Like it wasn't a problem last year because I had the tree to break the wind. It's just, and I won't speak anymore about breaking wind uh in front of you but hey we got some news and notes unless you want me to do it Nah, please (laughs) well whatever you want to do within the confines of your own domicile over there i love that word by the way domicile gets virtual fart smell going (laughs) were you ever much a fan of the demolition man movie back in the 90s uh stallone wesley snipes i had a little crush on sandra bullock so you know I, i i was even though that's a terrible terrible movie uh, oh, I've it's not it. terrible. It is. It's awful. It gives me joy, but joy, I watched, feelings. <laughs> I, but it, I watched it and enjoyed it because she was in it. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? There's something about the ladies and those. Uh, that Those were like the yoga pants before the yoga pants became in fashion. It, that movie just kind of almost, it, it predicts a little bit too much other than Taco Bell becoming every restaurant. So, yes, uh, which is a good thing, especially for your flatulence. So, Anyways, folks, um, there's not a segue from that, by the way. Other than no, there's some, no way to segue from no, flatulence to a roster. Break, yeah. break <laughs> to the roster. Well, or uh, or to draft picks or to anything. Break, there's no hey, segue. Breaking wind. Breaking news. Uh-huh. Oh, breaking news. Ah, there we go. We could do it somehow here. You know what I mean? I'm not big on the whole like pee poop joke thing. Like that just doesn't sit well with me. But regardless. Um, breaking news, Arthur Millette just announced maybe Ian Rappaport a couple hours ago, uh, released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's going to change our little thing here at the bottom. What are some realistic expectations for the Steelers 2023 NFL draft class and realistic expectations? Let's set the table here because we're talking about, is somebody going to be a starter? Are they going to be a special teams player? Are they even going to get a roster spot? Those are the expectations. This year, this year's expectation. I should have put that yep, in. Yep. I think it's too late. We're already rolling. So this year's expectations. And that Arthur Millette not being there, that's one less corner in that cornerback, defensive back's room that is going to change the landscape just 
just a little bit, just a little bit. So, uh, tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Let's jump into it, man. First round pick. Guy they moved up from 17 to 14 to go get offensive tackle. Broderick Jones. Expectations for Broderick Jones? I'm going to tell you right now. I think the expectation is he's got to be the starter. Is that on the left or on the right? I think it's on the left. I think he was one of the, well, one of the two top primary left tackles if you're going to go into that draft class, right? Paris Johnson being the other one. Uh, Skaronsky might not even be a tackle at this next level. And um, who else uh, went in this? Darnell Wright and Anton Harrison we were kind of talking about being uh, more maybe suited to right tackle. I don't think Chuksakor for would be playing right tackle if he was better suited to left tackle, unless Dan Moore is just that much worse as a right tackle. So that's my expectation. I know you've said some things before that he will be given every chance, but do you think he's the week one starter? Because if he's not the week one starter, then what? I, I, I've revised my entire expectations. I think he's a bum. He's going to be a cut. He's going to be, <laughs> He's literally going to be off the roster, and and we're going to all re revisit this draft class and go, oh my god, what a horrible class! We've screwed everything up. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Oh, you got the broader Jones. There oh, you go. No, no, Arcan. he's there. There you Arcan. go. Yeah, that's that's actually just <laughs> BS. So, um, I I am not convinced he will be a week one starter. Do I think that's where they target him? Absolutely. But there's always a learning curve, right? And he is still a raw guy with just massive potential. But remember, he, he only started a small number of games in college. So he does not have that same level of experience. So it won't surprise me if week one he's not the starter. By midpoint of the season, he should have had a couple games under his belt starting, right? He is going to be the left tackle at some point. Could it be week one? Sure, it could be. Will it? Am I willing to say that? Definitely. No. That my expectations is he becomes the left tackle for the next ten years. Um, oh yeah, I said twenty twenty three. That's okay. I don't mind that the eventual franchise. I mean, that's way down the road. Yes, that's but, my expectation though. Yeah, but would they? Would they consider like not playing? I don't think this is like Kenny Pickett. Uh, quarterbacks a whole different. Thing, especially mental mental as, and everything as it's, long as it's he's not important. making a bunch of really bad mistakes that are going to get kenny pickett killed on his blind side then he's probably going to be the week one starter and dan moore becomes a swing tackle um but you know that's still to be found we're still to determine that. yeah i i agree i just don't think like we won't be talking like week four oh dan moore's been playing really bad they're gonna put like uh, there was a continuity no, no, no. continuity no, thing absolutely there. not yeah <laughs> we will not be going oh well dan moore's been playing really bad if dan moore's playing really bad he won't be <laughs> well, playing yeah that, that, that's like one but i mean it's like a lot, a lot like the mitch trubisky type thing right yeah, no, We're, forget that in no. the same category but i'm There's just no thinking, red shirt going I'm thinking on in here. terms of you want to have all five of those dudes out there as much as possible all together playing together and barring any sort of injuries of course broderick jones should be the man um yep. i believe and everybody's gonna be looking for it in training camp and none of us are going to really know it unless there's it's just so hard to even gauge preseason games so you're gonna to have to wait until they get into pads for like some real blocking and to really see what he does and then you're gonna have preseason games where he might be up against like a second team guy or whatever and we saw anthony mcfarland look like Le'Veon bell in the first preseason game last year so 
Uh, that's really hard. And we also saw the offensive line look like Swiss cheese, if you remember, against the Jacksonville Jaguars and that defensive front. <laughs> so that's um, that's highly uh, that's highly entirely possible. That's really hard to say. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Let's go to the next pick. Joey Porter Jr. Just so we're not. I did rehash, Brian. This is the same topics bar from the last show. It's really okay. nice to be able to reuse these assets at will. But it's not all the same content, and we didn't get to talk to you. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yeah, you're giggling. You said, you said asset. Asset. Uh, okay, Beavis. Okay. <laughs> all right. Joey Porter. Uh, realistic expectation, week one starter with uh, on the other side of um, Patrick Peterson. Ooh, I like that. Do you think, you think Porter moves around, or is he just going to stay on one side like uh, Joe Hayden did? Oh, I think they'll move them both. I think they'll move. Um, I think so, too. By end of season, I expect Joey Porter uh, to be CB1. That is where where I'm at. You think well, that's that's our expectations. You think he gets there? I think he does. I think uh, oh, I, 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 you go for a guy like this. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people think it's the Homer thing or whatever. Can, Look, can, I, can I tell you something? Yeah, go for it. You're getting a pissed off dude. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I was going to tell you, a lot of people think it's just the Homer thing. And they say, um, well, it's because you're just like Penn State, whatever. No, nope, not not nope. a home. No, nope. nope. sorry. Buckeye, Buckeyes all the way. Sorry, folks. <laughs> I don't hate the Nittany Lions by any means, but I do. Hey, Big Ten, uh, college is a whole different like odd bird. It's not like I go out rooting for AFC North teams when they're playing in these other games. I'm usually looking well, absolutely for not, yeah. whoever's playing the Ravens. I'm, I'm going for them and not the Ravens or the Bengals or the Browns. But in the Big Ten, it's kind of like you're going to watch. You're going to watch the bowl games. You're rooting for the Big Ten to win. You might be looking, depending no. on what other big games. Except no. for, there, there is an exception no. to that. No, I don't do that. No. There's no. an exception there, though. I hate everybody else in the Big Ten, and I don't root for anybody else to win. No. <laughs> I, I have exceptions to that, and it's that team up north that I, you know, I can't name. I can't name Clearly. that. So I don't, they're coached by one of the, one of the crybaby Harbaugh brothers. So <laughs> Indiana gets into a bowl game. I don't root for them to win. <laughs> uh oh. Now we, Noah hasn't been around for a minute. Noah's still floating in the back rooms, and he, you know, he's the big Indiana sports guy, and I know. he would be tremendously hurt by that. He's he's pretty he pretty faithfully uh, pays attention to the show here too, even though he hasn't been on. Noah, if it's you're hearing a, this right now, it's not a slight. It's not yeah. a slight against him. North, look, Northwestern gets in. Uh, if Rutgers got into a big, and I live in Jersey, if Rutgers got Rutgers. into a bowl game, I, I'm not wait, rooting for them to win. Screw them. You know, you know who likes Big Ten teams, Mike Tomlin, because yes, man, there does. was. Did you see that piece? The, I forgot who wrote it. it Might have been Kabali uh, from the Athletic, and it was something about like picking from Big Ten. Oh, oh no, it wasn't. Uh, I almost disparaged it. It wasn't uh, Mark Kabali. That actually may have come from the fan. And some oh. of the guys from the fan that were that are over there, and they were talking about like, oh well, look at some of these picks. They missed on these picks. They miss on some of. It's like go look around the rest of the NFL, Sherlock. Everybody misses on. Jeez, picks, oh whatever. man, they're not all sure fire. Uh, and just because they come from a one particular conference, oh my, that's very enlightening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy three with the kid. Don't tell me anything. I, don't I will not. I will not. Um, in my opinion, best MCU movie, Marvel movie since the uh, Spider-Man multiverse thingy that that happened with Tobey Maguire and all that. 
Um, far from home. That's what that one was. So, uh, you'll enjoy it, but similar thing. She sets all of these like ridiculous alarms as a nine year old thinking she's going to mm-hmm. be organized. I don't know. She must've saw some YouTuber tell her how to be or- better organized as a child. And I'm like, turn these things off. And lo and behold, boom, one of these things goes off mid movie. And it's like, it's, it, it's like Homer grabbing Bart with the neck. I didn't really do that, but that's what I was picturing in my head. I'm like, come on, man. Can't be doing that. Can't be doing that, disrupting it. I also had uh, some folks probably in your age bracket, Brian, that were reading everything off of the screen or narrating as though we were Mystery Science Theater 3000, except not funny. And they're like, oh, so-and-so, hey, that's so-and-so. Do you remember when that happened? And he's like explaining it to his wife, and I just want to be like, there was something on the screen, and I actually was a smartass because I couldn't help myself. I actually read it like loud enough so he could hear me next to or whatever. And Chloe's like, uh, that's my daughter. She's like, Hey, she's like, why why are you talking like that or whatever? I'm like, because the guy next to me won't shut up (laughs) without saying it to him. So, Hey, I pay for a ticket too, you jag. So move it on. I was very, had high, very high hopes for, or have very high hopes for Keanu Benton. I have placed an unfair comparison with him already saying that I want him to be the next Javon Hargrave, but I need him to just play about 30% of the snaps, stop the running and plug up some holes, take, eat up some blockers and be a contributor slash kind of starter. This is still a top 50 pick. This is still a second round pick. This guy should be playing uh week one year one. If he doesn't beat out somebody like Montrevious Adams or, Ar- Armani or Armand Watts. I screw up his damn name all the time. Or the Braden, F- F- Braden, Brandon, Fajeko, F- Fajoko. Um, I, like then, yeah, those expectations go in the tank. Yeah, I'm. With, I actually agree with you 100 on this one. I think my expectation for Keanu Benton initially is to be a run stopper. He will play on obvious rundowns, um, and he will earn the option of playing on playing more he'll earn his playing time based on his production um as a guy who's playing you know inside sounds good um it's hard to it's hard to really like say much else he's going to be like if he plays otherwise he's going to be spelling cam hayward larry ogunjobi unless there's injury reasons he could Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Oh, that. yeah. But it's not like you're going to see him on the field 100% of the time. Not no. that you would see Cam that, but it, Cam creeps 80, 90%, depending on necessity, which, you know, you can't keep asking him to do that as he continues to. He's he's getting up there in age, but man, does he, he performs with a high motor? He's a, he's a fine performance machine with the high mileage. Uh, the good stuff, the 75,000 miles or more oil change is what Cam Hayward's got going on. I'm full of the analogies today. And uh, we're, we're rifling through a little uh, lightning round stuff here, folks, because I have to tell you, if you've made it this far, you're probably one of our two percenters already. Yeah. Tomorrow night, this show's released on Wednesday. So Thursday, May 11th, 8 p.m. Eastern NFL schedule release. Look for us live on Thursday evening. I think 8.30 p.m. Eastern is what we're aiming for. Brian, for our uh, thoughts about the Steelers 2023 schedule. I'm excited to see 
when I get to go to LA and or Vegas this year. So uh, hopefully those are both in the budgets and in the plans and you know, maybe you'll be joining me. I know we had some fun uh, in Miami. I plan so, on it. Yeah. Sounds good. So wait, where, what, what, what? Uh, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Oh, I, I don't know about that. What goes on stays there. Whatever goes uh, on there. stays. I, there. I, I've been to Vegas too much. I don't like Vegas. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> I didn't get to jump off a building with you. You know what I mean? So that's true. <laughs> uh, LA, maybe, maybe because, uh, to Terry, Terry though, she wants a suite. She wants like Seattle. the luxury, whatever. Wait, Seattle coming to us. No, I thought Seattle was coming uh, to to Pittsburgh. Uh, I have to look because I know like Indianapolis. Of course, the AFC North. We have North a teams. ton. We have to go. Is it? I feel like we had two West Coast trips. Uh, well, it is uh, Los Angeles, Los Vegas Angeles, and Las Vegas. Oh, and Vegas on top of it. Hold on a second, because like Teresa Varley put this out. Uh, hold on a second. She had the 2023 opponents. And just because I'm feeling I'm feeling generous. So I'll pull it up right here on the screen for everyone else to see while I'm looking at it. 2023 opponents. Uh there we go. So yeah, look away. At that. Away. Seahawks. Uh Houston. Oh yeah. Seahawks are on Seahawks. there, man. Look at those Seattle. bottom three. That oh, was the thing I complained ooh. about yeah. when this came out was three cross country trips. Yeah, now. In, in Vegas now. If that was Oakland, that's an that's an L automatically yeah. <laughs> i don't know how I, I, might I will work tell with you Vegas. this i might go to seattle you know i probably should go to seattle for personal reasons to see people that i know and uh associate i with, might go so. to seattle yeah that might work all right well back up. anyways catch us live folks we're going to do another live live gig here for you provided that everything works out and we have no technical disruptions as we continue to uh, we're heading in the off season, so we're making some uh, refinements and improvements here to the show, as you may have already noticed. So heading to our the Steelers, not ours. Uh, I wish I was an owner of the team, but a third round pick you would normally be excited about. It, it's like, oh, well, this is the fourth guy they took, so it's a little further down the list. But Darnell Washington, we wanted him pretty badly, uh, a favorite of yep. mine and Brian's. And they land, uh, they land him. They think he maybe he had some knee issues or whatever that may have had him fall a little deeper in the draft. So does he, does he really, um, uh, they don't need him to contribute right away, I guess is the best way to say this. So I if he, think he's a blocking tight end. Yes. That, that at will earn more time. I, he'll be in a lot of two tight, tight end sets, right? Um, I think he will contribute right away. He's not going to come in. He could even come in as a starter if you are setting your line as a running line, right? Yeah, yeah 11 with the 11 personnel deal. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's not what you're hoping. You just, this is a guy you've got to help bolster um, that group and then try and figure out what kind of neat stuff you can do with him um, and, and how good he is as a receiver. Yeah, I, I'm with you on, I'm with you on that. I don't think though, I would say a touchdown or two tops. Yeah. would probably be where I would I would maybe uh place place his ceiling. I look at Pat Fryermute's rookie season and I kind of think of the same thing. I think it'll be eased in. And so like I, I said eleven personnel. It depends. I'm thinking first down opening play of the game. He might yeah. be out there. But obviously a twelve personnel. Um it could be a twelve personnel with Zach Gentry and Darnell Washington without Pat Fryermuth. It might be that yep. might sound like um insanity. And if Dan Moore actually is the swing tackle, that jumbo package is gonna look pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> I know. Big uh, boys. Impose impose their will. They're gonna get mullet boy from uh Iowa the be out there. I, I I shouldn't call him just mullet boy, but he's earned it. That that 
it's a party in the back <laughs> with that haircut. He has a, he's a little bowling ball too. him and uh, Connor Hayward. That might get, that might get a little intriguing too, but yeah, I don't see Darnell Washington having like a thousand yard season in 10 oh, touchdowns, God, yeah. but there oh. are people that are already setting maybe too high of a bar thinking, Oh, well, look what they got him. He's this big sleeper, uh, Zach Gentry, one year deal. Then next year, Zach Gentry, probably not on the team. You're going to see a little more Darnell Washington in his sophomore season. So that leads us over to Nick Herbig outside linebacker. So they say, or inside linebacker. So we surmise, but Nick Herbig for me, special teams player this year, special teams player targeted at maybe getting some, uh, inside work. Right, I I think they transitioned Nick Herbig to, the, to an inside linebacker and not an edge guy, but who knows? You know, maybe maybe he uh, you know maybe he does the the uh, Debo route and uh, you know just becomes this monster strong guy and takes over on the other side or as a swing edge guy. I don't think that's the case, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, special teams play. That's all. That's all I think you can really ask about him from him in, at this point. Special teams play and some spot defensive work in some special sub packages. Now, I was gonna say, man, you can tell it's a nice weather day because it sounds like your dogs found a squirrel or a rabbit or something. He's, he's barking <laughs> at the guys who are doing work upstairs. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right, makes complete total sense. I was a little worried about having the same. Uh, my my cat broke the screen door earlier. I have like the screen doors open, getting a nice little breeze in the living room this morning. And he got his paw stuck in there because we have a bird, a mama bird with some baby birds, like in the little nook thing of the patio rafter thing. Right. And yep. it's just like, you know, it's like instinct. Those claws are just, <laughs> they pulled the whole damn screen out of the door. And it's like, it's very easy to fix. It's just like a little rubber strip, but annoying nonetheless i'm full of like all of these little stories this is the one that was throwing off our show Corey trace i was thinking to myself Corey trace okay this is like a project this is like if you remember brian allen that had the size but only had like a year playing as a defensive back Corey trace has been has the size he has the ability or i was gonna say maybe ability talent but the 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 God-given naturals that you can't teach that somebody's yeah. born with. He's a couple inches taller, or a little bigger, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, well, he's a seventh-round pick. Everyone else passed on him. It might be a project. This guy's going to have a trouble finding his way to the 53. Arthur Millette off the roster, not even in the picture, not even coming to camp. So that might mean that Corey Trice, we've got some different uh, off-season uh, workout stuff that's going on. Maybe they add somebody else. Maybe they add someone else. But this, uh, until they do, or there's some kind of announcement for that, this bodes well for Corey Trice in his path to maybe finding his way to 53. But even so, you already mentioned Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter Jr. That goes without saying Levi Wallace and Akella Witherspoon and James Pierre, who's a special teams guy. So at most, Corey Trice, practice squad, bottom of the roster, special teams guy at most, maybe not even active on game days at this point, seventh round pick. Yeah, I, I, I think he has a opportunity now that he maybe didn't have. Um, but again, my expectation for this year is potentially special teams play, um, but also not necessarily always active on game day. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. And uh, might as well, let's just jump on over the very final pick for the Steelers, 10 picks after Trice. Spencer Anderson, a backup guard. Boy, this is going to be a little bit of an uphill battle. I guess it depends on 
who the backup center might be, who who they try and give some of these reps to. Is it going to be the other her big brother? Um, is it going to be one of the undrafted guys that they brought in p- potentially? Uh, I mean, you now have the ability on game days, right, to what call up someone from the practice squad. So if they absolutely need like a backup center or something like that, that could happen. But I still think even with you still got Kevin Dotson, you still got Kendrick Green there. They're they're not guarantees to be still playing in a Steelers uniform come September. By they are not. No, they are not. So it's tough for me to even say it's, there's still a spot for Spencer Anderson as a third, fourth, or fifth guard on uh the on the depth chart. It's going to be a tough one. But again, this is somebody that they felt more comfortable at least spending a draft pick on rather than trying to pull him from the undrafted free agent market. So that that says just a little bit more about how they feel in regards to uh, his shot at helping this football club. Yeah, practice squad guy. That's my expectation. Spencer, unless unless the guy just falls out, um, you know, and and makes the case that I, like, I don't think Kendrick Green has a shot in hell of making it out of camp. I actually will be not surprised if he never gets to camp yeah but uh that being said as you've as we've said before i know you've said this before not costing him much of anything either um so you know let him let him have his last shot last hurrah so to speak um but i i just don't see him making it on his way out now if this guy could come in and outperform kevin dotson Maybe he can. Maybe he can find a, a a role. But you know, as we've said many times, there's a reason that he was drafted in the seventh round, and not a guy that was talked about super higher up. Even though both Corey Trice and Anderson were thought better of than as seventh round picks um, by by the pundits out there. So, you know, I my expectation for any seventh round picks is practice squad. <laughs> That's my expectation. Yeah, as long as they could do a catch-release type thing. Um, yep. I forgot about Chandon Sullivan, who was signed over from the Vikings. That might have made Arthur Millette expendable as well, just to throw that yep. out there. I was looking at our boy Flash, Sack Celedonia, saying <laughs> he had a comment because it was just up because it's I had Teresa Varley's thing up. And he goes, got to make room for Buda, for Buda Baker somehow. Jeez, <laughs> like, man. If anything, Flash... Um, and, and that's not was, gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and Flash was gonna be on the show. We we had a busy early, you know, early week here, and he wasn't gonna be on until later. So, uh, not anything against you, Brian. Um, uh, it's just sometimes that's the way the schedules line up. But I really wanted to peg, I really wanted to ping him on our last uh, little bonus content here with the. This is like Mike Tomlin and his flirtations with certain players. Oh, JJ. JJ Watt, <laughs> man. Come on. You're teasing us, guys. Come Just- on. Come on now. Ike Taylor said, JJ, stay in shape. Your phone's going to ring, my friend. Come on. He's, it's a given. It's a given. He's going to be a stealer this year. It's a given. Will, will he play for like $6 million <laughs> or whatever? Like, I, I, don't know, I don't know that I see him. I think he has to make at least 10 million and that's going to be just, they got Ogan Joby and Hayward to, to be your starters, but let's put, let's throw this little tidbit out. Um, I don't know the contractuals to this. I didn't look this up. I thought JJ was out like, and then he retired. Is that true? Let me look up. And, I can't remember. Uh, if they have to give anything to Arizona to get him, forget it. That's out. Non-negotiable. Yeah, there was something in here that was adjusted, I think, 2023 and 2024. 
So contractually, he might still have been there. I don't know if that was anything. It was, well, no, he had a, well, it was a, maybe now it says here, two-year deal. Uh, but that's, you know, this thing, I'm sorry, it confuses the hell out of me, folks, and you can look at it yourself. But there is some dead money that's shown here, and there's also a, a 2023. Now, I don't know if that was originally put in as perhaps part of a void deal void years in the contract when he signed over with Arizona and then he retires. So if he still was under contract and that's what I'm looking for right here. Um, yeah, it was just a two year deal, 28 million, 23 guaranteed. So what I'm thinking is they floated some of that bonus money into the, into the, into the future, Brian. So he would be a free agent. Um, if, if he were willing, he could come out of retirement. They would owe Arizona nothing. And we know Andy Weidel definitely going to sign him. Hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. no question about it. Yeah, he's going to be in. He's a Steeler. Forget it. He's going to sign. It's not. It's done. We're going to hey. get Derek Bat, and we're going to have all three of the Watt brothers. All three. <laughs> Start the band. Start the yeah. band. Um, all the Edmondses are gone now, though. Remember, Tremaine yeah, was a lock no, too. Yeah, we have no yeah. Edmonds. Now, no Edmonds. No we Edmonds need a new set of triplets. So you know. <laughs> We got to get uh, we got to get all the brothers. Hey, all, all <laughs> honesty though, Andy White all over with the Philadelphia Eagles. Who who all did they add during their? They added like a Linval. Um, well, maybe that was last year that they added Linval Joseph, but like got they they aren't opposed to like Robert Quinn and and oh, guys no, they're like definitely that. not opposed to bringing so, guys in. Yeah, veteran guys just to be you know and to, to have a rotation and to beat up that other opposing offensive line. So I wouldn't they necessarily that idea. I wouldn't necessarily Absolutely. say to rule it out. If, if JJ were to play anywhere though, it would have to be Pittsburgh at this point because he could still be part-time preserve his health. He's older. Uh, they would probably pay him at least. Okay. As a backup, respect him enough. And he gets to play with his brother. So, and he, and he, he has yeah. to know some of those inner workings because of that. So Brian, I know this is a short one because we're going live tomorrow for the NFL schedule release. We're going to give you a little bit of a rest to be able to digest it as we need to do too. And then we're going to be rolling around 830 Eastern. So catch us over on YouTube and it will be available for replay after that. So you're not going to miss out on anything. My friend, I will see you tomorrow live, large and in charge. So take care. Thanks once again for joining us today. Absolutely. Look forward to the, to the unbelievable scheduling announcement, which I always find to be, you know, somewhat anticlimactic. Uh, well, it's already, they put out some of the international ones and some of the holidays. And I, I count my blessings. I look up to the heavens and I say, thank you that these Steelers aren't playing like uh, on some of these games, because uh, it's like, it might be somewhat of a normal schedule for uh, a change. You don't have to worry about hopefully like, oh, come on, Christmas uh, Eve, Christmas send them to Germany, send them to Germany. We'll go to that away game. Maybe, maybe I need a breather though, man. Christmas Eve, <laughs> Christmas Eve was rough last year. Oh no, I can't. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm out on those. That was so. tough. I wasn't though, but it was like yeah. nine degrees at kickoff, nine degrees on Christmas Eve. I nearly like took me like forever to get there. And I nearly died several times doing so. So uh, folks, thank Thank you uh, for watching or listening wherever you may be. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a rating. My name's Joe. His name is Brian. And until tomorrow, 8.30 Eastern, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com. 